This is 128 Bits, a podcast about the most influential period of video games, what is known as the sixth generation, the Dreamcast, PS2, GameCube, and Xbox era. And on every episode, we will discuss one standout title from the generation and talk about its greatness, including its critical reception at the time, our favorite and least favorite things, its legacy, and what it would look like today. I'm your host, Rodrigo Nunez, and today I'm joined by my friends Adrian and Jacob, and we're going to talk about possibly the last major car combat game ever, and that's Twisted Metal Black. So uh, how are you guys? Doing all right. Ready Doing to pour good, one right? out for uh, for Twisted Metal Black being the, <laughs> yeah. the last greatest. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's a fair, I think that's a fair assessment, don't you think? Like, I, I can't think of another game that reached the heights that Twisted Metal Black in the genre. You're besmirching the uh, great name of WWE Crash Hour or whatever. <laughs> The, the only one that comes close in my mind is uh, cell damage for the Xbox. But, uh, uh, that's right. <laughs> uh, cool. So let's get into the background of the game. Uh, Twisted Metal Black is, like we said earlier, a vehicle combat game or car combat game developed by defunct studio Incognito Entertainment and published by Sony Computer Entertainment America. So it was a first party game. And Black is actually the fifth game in the Twisted Metal franchise, which went on to have seven games in total, which is way more than I remember. I really only think of Twisted Metal as like three games, but there were seven of them. Um, the original creator for the series is a man by the name of David Jaffe, who was also responsible for the creation of the God of War franchise and is mm-hmm. now mostly a Twitch streamer, which is entertaining. Or let me rephrase it. I saw David Jaffe playing Ace Combat 7 for like two hours on Twitch once, and he was entertaining, and I haven't seen anything since. Uh, But uh, Jaffe wasn't involved with all seven of the Twisted Metals, but he was involved with what can be described as the best ones, uh, like Twisted Metal 1, Twisted Metal 2, and Twisted Metal Black. Uh, The Twisted Metal franchise was born on the PlayStation and was the first car combat game like in, in earnest, and it birthed the whole genre that, like, in that generation, I can remember there was so many car combat games, and maybe the most famous among them were of the Twisted Metal clones was Vigilante Eight. Do you guys remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it had like a bus on the cover, and you could, like, your cars could fly. I think that was the one thing that made them uh, stand apart well, from Twisted Metal. The, the the tone of it was like, let's be a '70s exploitation movie. Yeah. So everybody was from like a they, apparently like the creator saw Pulp Fiction and like, yeah, let's do that, but with cars. <laughs> Yeah, and there was a whole other, a whole bunch of other ones, but that to me that was the most popular one or the most famous one. Um, Twisted Metal was so popular on the PlayStation that there were four games released on that console, which sounds I can't think of another like franchise that has four games in one generation. Um, but for the PS2, Sony decided it needed a sort of next gen reboot. Thus, they brought back the original creator and told him to take advantage of the new console and to make not only a more technically advanced game, but also one that was much darker and, for lack of a better word, much more twisted than the previous iterations of the franchise. And he did, which is kind of a weird marriage to me when you think about what the Twisted Metal gameplay is all about, because car combat, like as a genre, is virtually non-existent today. Uh... But these games like weren't racing games. Instead, it's like a deathmatch with cars that shoot guns, rockets, missiles, and have special weapons. Essentially, Twisted Metal is Quake, but you're a car. <laughs> I, I think that's the mm-hmm. best way I could describe it. Yeah. 
uh, it's a video game version of that game we all played as kids where you smash your Hot Wheels into each other, right? And have like a destruction demolition derby or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Twisted Metal does have other game modes though, like endurance and even a co-op mode where two players can tackle the story mode together. But what really made Twisted Metal Black stand out was all the care that went into the world building and the unique character design in it. Um, in Twisted Metal Black, the characters are all being held in an insane asylum and a strange man, Calypso, breaks out the characters and offers them their one wish if they compete and win in his contest, his car combat contest. Um, each character is an insane person with an outlandish design both for themselves and their car. There's, for example, Raven, a goth woman who was bullied in high school and is fighting to avenge her best friend's murder by those bullies. She drives a Cadillac hearse by the name of Shadow, and the special attack is a bat shadow missile that, like, is a, a, that is a literal shadow you shoot that goes along the floor and then you can detonate it whenever you want. So kind of like a stealth missile. Or there's Crazy 8, which is a hot rod rally buggy that's driven by No Face, a former boxer that had potential but got knocked out so brutally on one of his fights that the doctor that was to operate on him had gambled on the fight he lost so much money that the doctor was angry at No Face and he took his revenge upon him by taking out his eyes, tongue, and stitching his eyes and mouth shut. So in the car contest, oh. No Face is fighting for revenge on his doctor. Yeah. And, <laughs> and of course, there's some, the... This is some real strange Miyazaki fanfic going on there. <laughs> and of course, there's the iconic Sweet Tooth, the killer ice cream truck driven by the crazy clown Needles Kane. <laughs> which I always thought, I always just called them Sweet Tooth. I never called them Needles or anything like that. Um, <laughs> the poster boy and, and Sweet Tooth and Needles are the poster boy of the Twisted Metal franchise. Um, in Black, Needles is a serial killer, serial killer who was captured and was to be put to death until a preacher came and rather than praying for Needles' soul, he cursed him, which resulted in the fire coming out of his head. Needles is in fact being tormented with the fires of hell with like in that in his head so he enters the tournament to rid himself of the curse so yeah these are just three characters and this is a taste of the type of world that twisted metal black had crafted or created which is exactly why it got an m rating being the first time a car combat game got that score it was pretty notorious for that and only one other twisted metal game has gotten an m rating and it was the ps3 version which I never even saw like a, an advertisement for or anything like that. <laughs> um, so the cars themselves and the maps are cool, but when you pair these characters and these unique stories that unfold in really cool cutscenes after each and every stage, that's what makes Twisted Metal Black rise above the rest of the car combat genre. And this PS2 version of it is what David Jaffe first envisioned back in 1993 when the series started. The game, for example, had real weather effects, including clouds and rain and snow, and the time of day would change from night to day. You could see characters inside the cars, and the levels could be pretty destructible and big, and you could, like, uh, for example, there was one carnival level, and if you destroy the Ferris wheel, it would, like, rampage through the level and cause damage. And so it was, like, pretty interactive environments, and they were pretty big. And of course, the game also featured the song Painted Black by the Rolling Stones, if it wasn't cool enough already. <laughs> um, so that I think that's overall the, the story of Twisted Metal Black. It was undeniably cool. It had style to spare. And like I said at the top, it may have been the last great car combat game to ever be released. 
Um, so yeah, that that's the story of Twisted Metal Black. <laughs> Uh, in terms of critical reception, Black was well-received and was one of the best-reviewed games of 2001, a year which, as we've said before on this podcast, was a great year for video games. It has an average 91 score on Metacritic from 15 critic reviews. Uh, the folks at GamePen, which is a now-defunct website, gave it a perfect score and awarded this game its, quote, Numb Thumb Award. <laughs> and, quote, yeah. and editor-in-chief Dan Clark says the game was the game has infinite replay value, but also brings up its difficulty and says the video game sounds are, quote, very disturbing in a nine-inch nail sort of way. Very cool and very brooding, end quote. Um, which, I mean, kind of cheesy, but I agree. The sounds were really uh, disturbing for the most part, especially like the cutscenes and the voice acting, something about it. Like, I, I re-saw some clips and it still kind of freaks me out a little bit. I actually think the the name of that award is the most disturbing thing. <laughs> the Numb Thumb Award. <laughs> the Numb Thumb. <laughs> it's like some kind of a disturbing uh, sexual award. Too. <laughs> it should call it the Needles Cane Numb Thumb uh, Memorial. <laughs> uh, IGN gave it a 96 and pointed out that the devs came back to take the car combat crown they created. And in my beloved Game Pro magazine, Dan Electro gave it a 4.5 fun factor. Yeah, one of the heavy hitters. I mean, if you, back in the day, if Dan Electro was reviewing a game, you knew it was a, it was a flagship. Googled. <laughs> he gave it a 4.5 fun factor and says, quote, If you've lost your taste for Twisted Metal, this is the game that will bring your appetite back. A sweet return to form for the granddaddy of the genre, Twisted Metal Black is car combat action at its best. End quote. I think that's a like, that's a good point because, like I said, there's there was four Twisted Metals on the PlayStation. I don't know if you guys played them all, but I really only played Twisted Metal 1 and Twisted Metal 2. Did you guys play 3 and 4? No, I didn't. I I really liked Twisted Metal. Uh, it was one of the first games I played on the original PlayStation. Yeah. And uh, it got me hooked right away. Yeah. Um, and I loved it, I, I especially Twisted Metal 2. Yeah. But I heard that three was really bad, and I, I guess I took the warnings and I never played it or four either, uh, just based on on the feedback you know that that it was getting. Yeah, yeah, I, I started on two. Yeah, it has that iconic box art of like, yo, what's that? What's up with that guy doing a T pose with wheels on him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good old <laughs> Axel. And uh, yeah, the only thing I can remember of Twisted Metal, I don't know if it's three or four, is the box art, which is like the the sweet tooth face, like jumping out in like a 3d render but i really can't remember but yeah it really had a fall from grace after two when the original came back so i remember in the like in the build-up and even like one egm feature that jacob shared with me on twisted metal black they make a big point out of how it's like a return of the twisted metal franchise because it was huge on the playstation and this move of bringing the original creators back for the ps2 was like people were pretty excited about it um so yeah, I, I like that good old Dan Electro mentioned that in his uh, review. By the way, I DM'd Dan Electro on Twitter. He did not reply. <laughs> um, <laughs> he filed a restraining order. <laughs> I think he might have. Uh, it's funny because I went to try and DM him to, to talk about Twisted Metal Black, and I saw that I had sent him a DM last year at some point that I forgot about. <laughs> so yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to block me. Um, <laughs> Playboy.com also reviewed this game and gave it a 90. And in his review, Mark Slotsman <laughs> <You> said... <Hefner. laughs> uh, in, in his review, Mark Slotsman said, quote, 
The only major shortcoming to the game's multiplayer options is the lack of a built-in internet option for when Sony rolls out its network strategy later this year. It would have been cool for the game to be future compatible for internet play, such as Activision's forthcoming Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, end quote. I thought that was another. Sorry, right? I just like the idea of Playboy having like a games division, you know, in the in the mansion. <laughs> it's to the to the left of the fountain in the grotto. <laughs> the grotto, yeah. Uh, I thought this was pretty cool because it still shows how like online play was still in its teething stage, right? Like the PS2 didn't even ship with it with a network adapter. It was like an extra add-on. So, but apparently it was like a big enough deal that the, the Playboy.com guy said it was like, ah, oh, they should have thought more about the future. Um, yeah. Which is kind of ironic considering Playboy is such a dated uh, standard <laughs> of, of a publication. Simpler times. <laughs> I couldn't find any game of the year accolades for this game, but PSM magazine named it the 10th best game of 2001. And in a notorious typo of their uh, like end of year rewards issue, they actually listed twisted metal black twice both <laughs> as the 10th and the sixth best game but the sixth best game was very clearly they were talking about grand theft auto 3 um but oh, they just no. titled it twisted metal black <laughs> so uh, they're like yeah they have cars in both games <laughs> <laughs> yeah so according to psm it's the 10th best game of 2001 and igm named it the ninth best game of the year all around which i thought was pretty impressive um and th these are the games that it beat out so let me know what you guys think so it was the 10th best game according to IGN back in 2001 was Smash Brothers Melee. And they considered Twisted Metal Black better than Super Smash Brothers Melee, which uh, I don't think I necessarily agree with them, but I can, back in the day, I can kind of see that. Um, but they considered it a worse game than Fantasy Star Online, Final Fantasy X, Max Payne, Gran Turismo 3, Metal Gear Solid 4, Halo. Tony House Pro Skater 3, and Grand Theft Auto 3. Which, I mean, every time I see one of these year-end lists for 2001, I'm I'm really impressed at what a good year that was for video games. Right. Like, I think every single one on that list is like a good game. Um, the one that I dislike the most on that one is probably Max Payne. Right. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I ever... Oh, the, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, it so... It was okay. I like Max Payne 2 more because it really uh, like uh, took the noir view or like the noir film genre more like it embraced it more than next Payne one but is yeah, that when I they uh did the original have the that bullet time matrix style thing going they all did yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Oh, okay maybe that's why i got on the list everyone <laughs> wanted to be neo <laughs> yeah but max Payne did it best um <laughs> but yeah max Payne 2 was to me the better one but man i i i mean i think it just shows that like twisted metal black it's, I think, the one that has aged the worst out of this whole list, but it's just, I, every time I see 2001, it's just like, what a great year that was for video games. Yeah. Um, so sales-wise, Twisted Metal Black sold very, very, very well for PS2. It sold up to 950,000 copies, and it earned roughly $21 million for Sony, which is really impressive. Um, Black was also a greatest hits title, which considering the greatest hits started for the PS2 in 2002, which is a year after Twisted Metal Black was released. Um, I couldn't find any proof, but I remember it I, being, if not the first, one of the first greatest hits titles for the PS2. Um, so that just shows how, how well it sold. Um, and also this might be anecdotal, but 
everyone that I knew that was an early adopter of the console had it, um, including including Jacob here. Um, was it was it the first game you bought for the PS2, Jake, or did you get like another one before it? Do you remember? Yeah, no, I, it wasn't the first. Um, I got a lot of launch games. I don't think it was a launch game, no, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah so yeah, the first games I got were all launch titles. You got Fantavision. Is that the yeah, one? Fantavision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite launch game playing it with my Fanta <laughs> in hand. Um, in terms of behind the scenes or trivia, as I said before, this was the first Twisted Metal game to get an M rating. Uh, the other being the 2012 game simply titled Twisted Metal for PS3, which I didn't play. Did you guys play it? No, Black was the last one I played. Yeah, I don't... I have yet to meet anyone who played it. The PS3 one? No. I mean, yeah. No. (laughs) Uh, As we kind of mentioned earlier, the game was originally supposed to include an online mode, but it didn't have it. Instead, there was a separate... Um, online multiplayer only disc sent out free to all owners of the game by the name of Twisted Metal Online. That was merely just an online mode, like that's all it was. Um, which is kind of a weird. I wonder if I could. I wonder if I could still redeem that. <laughs> you should be able to apply, <laughs> and you send your proof of purchase to uh, Sony Computer Entertainment. I got that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think that's such a weird, such a weird way of handling things, right? It's just like, hey, you're gonna get another disc in the mail if you buy this one, and then you can play online if you have the separate adapter. I just, I just think Sony did the online thing worse than anyone, um, maybe even worse than Nintendo in this generation. But they both kind of competed for who could do it the worst. Um, the game features painted black by the Rolling Stones, but the song is also featured in a bunch of other games of the generation, including Guitar Hero Three and Sing Star. But it was also featured in Battlefield Vietnam and Battlefield 2. So yeah, Paint It Black is kind of like a favorite of uh, of video games, it seems, because it's, it's been a... I'm sure Mick Jagger's getting uh, good royalties from <laughs> Twisted Metal Black. It's um, like yeah. a fortunate son in any Vietnam movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that, slightly tangentially, uh, oh, ever since like John Denver's catalog has been available to license recently, mm. like everybody's using uh his his music now is it uh, country roads uh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah country, country exactly. roads was on a video game trailer right recently which one i can't remember but yeah i like that song <laughs> so i wonder <laughs> yeah. if it's the same thing like if that rolling stone song became affordable for a lot of people like mm. yo let's do it let's paint it black <laughs> yeah. um you know what i song what song i used to confuse with paint it black and i don't know why uh but it's the house of the rising sun that <laughs> yeah. i don't know why i used to think whatever yeah black, that, that intro that. right the guitar yeah. yep um uh you know it's funny me and me and my brother um like just over the years we just started liking just like particular random things we would see like in movies and games Mm. and uh we came up with the list it it only has three things but we decided (laughs) that if a movie is truly going to be amazing it must have these three things uh one of them is it must have a boba fett's rocket pack uh the second one is it must include the Normandy invasion on D-Day that we saw in Saving Prior Ryan. And then number three is that it must have painted black plain at some point. Has any movie ever fulfilled all three criteria? <laughs> Not yet. I might have to be the one to do it, but it'll it'll be a hit just with those three. It could happen in the next season of The Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. 
another little bit of trivia is that at the same time that um, Twisted Metal Black was being developed, Incognito was actually working on a PlayStation 1 Twisted Metal, which was which featured RC cars. Um, I, I, did you guys ever play that one? It was Twisted Metal Small Brawl. And it was released at the same time as Twisted Metal Black. And I can just imagine how many people thought it was like a version of Twisted Metal Black for the PlayStation 1. Got it. And they found that it was like an RC version and were disgusted and wanted to return the game or something like that. Um, but yeah, it was. it's like the forgotten Twisted Metal released in the shadows of Twisted Metal Black and probably only ever bought on accident. <laughs> And uh, the last little bit of trivia is that I was scared of the cutscenes and would skip most of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you guys find anything on your research? Like, I couldn't, I couldn't really find much on this game, which is kind of, kind of sad um, because it, like I said, it was like a big deal. It was number six or like one of the best games of the year of a great year, and I really couldn't find much like Easter eggs or trivia for it. Could you guys find anything? Um, I found something interesting about the sales. Um, so it, it's kind of cool, like for twist, the Twisted Metal series up till Black. Mm. Um, it's kind of like a bell curve, right? Like the original mm -hmm. Twisted Metal sold, I think, a million, a million or so copies. Yeah. And then Twisted Metal 2 hit around 2 million, pretty close to 2 million copies. And then when 3 came out, it dropped back to around a million. And then by 4, it was like uh, about 500,000. Mm. So... You know, two was kind of the peak, and mm -hmm. then it just dipped. And uh, yeah, I guess the quality of the other of three and four just really, uh, you know, their, their sales just dropped horribly. And it's kind of interesting hearing uh, the sales for uh, Black. It looks like they jumped back up. Yeah. And uh, you know, the PS2 games I think were a lot more expensive, right, than the the PlayStation games. So um, yeah, they must have they must have hit some pretty good profits with that one. I remember when the next gen games were like forty nine ninety nine. That was a big deal, because I think the earlier yeah. ones were only like twenty nine ninety nine or thirty nine or something like that. I think only like the multi disc games would ever approach fifty bucks. But um, yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah, so it was a success story for them for sure. Yeah, and uh, there was also going to be a sequel to Twisted Metal Black, but it never got um, approved. That's the one little thing that i found i forgot what it was called it was too too twisted <laughs> <laughs> it was called twisted metal black harbor city that's what the proposed sequel was called but um there was only like a screenshot that got leaked i think on like official playstation magazine but nothing else so yeah we never got a sequel to twisted metal black on the ps2 just the online version which i never played twisted metal online did you guys play it no no yeah all right, cool. So let's get into our questions. And the first question is, what is your favorite moment or thing about this game? And uh, Jacob, why don't you start us off? What was your favorite moment or thing about Twisted Metal Black? Um, so my favorite moment was um, the ending of Outlaw's story. Uh, he was mm. the police officer. Mm. Um and I'm not going to spoil it. I mean, it's at this point, what, it's uh, how many years old? Like 20 years old almost? Yeah, 20. <laughs> so at this point, I feel like, you know, what's the point of a spoiler? But I, I would suggest watching it. It, it is it, like looking back, it's like a little kind of a little corny. But uh, <laughs> but I remember, you know, as a, you know, at, at that age, seeing seeing the ending to his story and like literally my jaw just dropping, you know, I, w I was like, I was just taken aback. Um, 
so uh, yeah, I, I, that's one of the few gaming moments uh, that I can remember where you know I was just kind of like stunned after after seeing it. I was just like kind of shocked. Mm. Um, so that was a pretty powerful moment for me. Um, but aside from that, Outlaw um, is a, Outlaw is a cop character, right? Yeah, wasn't his special? He would like uh, sit outside of the car and just like shoot his gun, <laughs> like his, uh, <laughs> his like assault rifle at other cars. <laughs> like some kind of turret thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that. A nice glimpse into the future of <laughs> law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I, I remember just like being like, "Wow, man!" After seeing that moment, like kind of needing needing to like sit back a little and kind of take it in. Um, <laughs> But like you mentioned, uh, you know, I, I know you said you you skipped the stories because they freaked you out. But that was one of the, the things I liked the most about uh, Twisted Metal Black uh, yeah. or Twisted Metal in general. Just kind of that it's like a twist. Oh, I, I keep using that word, but yeah, like a <laughs> twisted version of like um, like each one was like a like a Twilight Zone kind of episode. Yeah. Um, but in, in this game in particular, it was a lot more kind of darker, um, which was uh, kind of perfect for. For for you know like a like me a young brooding teenager you know to see those kind of storylines play out in a game. Yeah, I think f at least for, for like our generation, this this game came out at like the perfect time to capture that because we were like either fourteen or fifteen and like just entering high school and nine eleven hadn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I I could see why it, it resonated with a bunch of people. Um, I mean, just looking at everything it's just david jaffe and uh the folks at that dev team making twisted metal black they they zach snydered before zach snyder yeah. <laughs> i think that's a fair assessment uh <laughs> for sure it was just like just whatever was bright make it dark right whatever uh, yeah just brown everything so I, I i can definitely see that painted black it's <laughs> <laughs> in the name <laughs> Uh, what about you, Adrian? What was your favorite uh, thing about this game? Uh, I think just like cultural, like uh, cachet it had. It it was the dark brooding thing. It was the hardcore mm. thing that came up at that moment, and it felt just like how, um, like Harry Potter, the books became a lot more complex in its prose and its themes as it grew with its audience. Mm. It, it almost felt the same thing with like Twisted Metal Black mm. of, yeah, I'm not a kid anymore. <laughs> I'm into serial killers and, <laughs> uh, and cops being bad. Uh, <laughs> and it, it, it matched that tone. So actually playing it, it felt for the very first time, other than like GTA, it felt like you were doing something dangerous mm. um, within the confines of this game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah, I think you nailed it because it was, to me, the best thing about it was that it was, it was just cool. Like it, it, it had that notion of like, oh, I remember for me, I wouldn't play it around my parents or like when my parents would enter the room, I would like pause it. Right. And like try and converse with <laughs> you them. You don't want to see this guy. Yeah, exactly. Like my parents wouldn't <laughs> understand, they wouldn't understand this video game. <laughs> like that, That's what I felt like. Um, and then, I mean, never mind that I would skip the cutscenes because I was like, oh, I want to sleep tonight or something. Right. <laughs> but the other thing about it was that I think this game, Twisted Metal Black and Madden 2001 specifically were the games that made me feel like the next gen had arrived. Um, 
something about like the weather in this game looked so cool and the missile trails i remember when you would launch them or like like the lightning special effects the graphics just looked so good and um i was like a late adopter to the ps2 because i i was holding on to dear life to the dreamcast but this game in madden made me feel like oh man they do look better than the dreamcast or like (laughs) it is better than the dreamcast to a certain extent and so it's to me twisted metal black is that game that made me feel like uh maybe the dreamcast is gonna lose this thing out and 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 i'll I'll always remember it for that other than you know hiding or skipping the the cutscenes. um (laughs) you know it's kind of funny that you mentioned like the the changing weather the the missile trails Mm. it's like something that's just so common in an everyday game yeah that looking back it's hard to remember like what that that was new at the time and it did feel so uh like like such a big leap forward you know yeah no yeah I, i i definitely remember like the the rain and being like, oh, crap, that looks like actual rain. <laughs> like, it doesn't look like <laughs> like squiggly, like pixelated lines of, of jaggies cutting through. It looked like rain. And looking back at the videos, it doesn't look that good now. Um, it kind of looks all washed out. But at the time, on like a CRT TV, I was blown away by it. <laughs> um, so moving on to our second question, what is the worst part of the game? Um, Adrian, what, why don't you take this one first? What's the worst part of the game for you? Um, I think just it's the repetition after mm. a while just looking at it again um you have as you said it's quake with cars <laughs> but what if quake had like bat like limited mobility mm. the same way like a car affords you yeah. um they try to do a lot of uh looking at the gameplay now and comparing it to even like twisted middle 2 twisted middle 2 try to incorporate a lot of verticality like a lot of places where you can go up high and then come and then attack those below Mm. um from what i saw the the kind of verticality is only limited to just taking a sweet ass ramp off of something (laughs) um so i i I wonder if the game design kind of like took it back to basics of like okay let's let's fight on this one plane Mm. as opposed to incorporating any kind of complexity to uh the combat by introducing verticality in any kind of way mm. yeah i yeah i def i yeah i do think maybe because it was on a new console they couldn't spend that much time on it they're trying like, to do too much with the weather yeah let's spend all our focus on these missile trails and everything <laughs> else is on our- yeah screw the levels just make it one um but yeah definitely what about you jake what's the what the worst part of the game uh um i i started playing it again um and i was i was actually really surprised when when i when i put it in um one of the 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 first things is actually the the difficulty Mm. and i was thinking maybe that might have been the worst part of it um because as i was playing i remember just getting completely annihilated right away yeah um while the players were all pretty much on on full health um and I remember I actually saw a video, like a, a video review of the game, and someone had mentioned that the AI was uh, broken, like pitted just against the the player. You know, they yeah. really didn't fight against themselves. Um, and I was trying to, I was trying to like kind of observe that to see that that was the case, and it kind of did, it kind of did seem that way. Hmm. Um, so I, I would say maybe the difficulty was was probably the worst part of it. But I, I don't remember like back then being really frustrated by it. I don't know if it's because maybe I just played the game so much that, you know, you just eventually just get good at it. Yeah. But um, 
I do think uh, that that may have may have been the worst part of the game. Um, and then just playing through it again, it it, it was uh, it was ridiculous seeing the the cars just uh, like um, how do you say it like accelerating in ridiculous ways like the enemy <laughs> ai uh, i think they i think they call it like rubber banding or something where yeah. mm-hmm. where like in a car in a car game you know the the, the ai just jumps ahead at, you know at an unreasonable speed and it was happening so much it was actually very it was actually started getting very distracting um so uh yeah i would say maybe, maybe those two things uh probably the worst part of the game so were you able to get this game running on your on your original PS2, Jacob, or what was the process like for that? <laughs> yeah, the process was like a Frankenstein's lab because <laughs> uh, the the little disc tray wouldn't release on my PS2, um, and or, or I had to like pull it out. Like I would have to like kind of stick something in there to pull out the tray, and then like when I would play the game, it would never play. So I was like, all right, let me see if I can fix the disc tray. So I started taking my PS2 apart um, and I finally found the piece that was broken. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was this little cheap plastic piece. Um, so I went online to try to buy a replacement piece. And me being the dumbass that I am, for the first time, didn't read the reviews from this place I was buying from. It was some random PlayStation oh, no. shop guy. <laughs> and I bought it. I uh, got the confirmation email and was waiting waiting and it never came and i started getting really frustrated you know because i wanted to get the playstation going and uh finally like i emailed a guy and then finally i looked at the reviews and everyone said that this guy was a crook <laughs> that he just took their money never sent him the uh, the products never replies to emails and then i started freaking out because he had my credit card information <laughs> you know and i was like ah, damn it so i actually uh i actually had to um cancel my debit card get a whole new debit card <laughs> he, he actually never charged me so i i think i was one of the lucky ones but oh my god i was just so pissed man um and i looked everywhere to buy that part and no one sells it uh, i even tried to create it in a way <laughs> this is so ridiculous dude this is why like, i bought another pa- printer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i needed one of those i got another part i like that was similar and i broke a piece off and i glued it it was a mess Anyway, so I, I never fixed it, but miraculously, the PS2 still does work. So what I have to do is I have to take off like the lid of the of the PS2 and like take out the pieces and then put the game in the tray and then assemble everything on top of it <laughs> um, and it'll play that way. So uh, so that's that's how I that's how I can play the PS2 now. <laughs> that is the length to which a uh, 128 bits uh, goes to. <laughs> It sounded like your own. It was like your own twisted metal black origin. <laughs> yeah. A, yeah, my my wish to get revenge on the uh, yeah. on that guy. Calypso, Calypso's gonna approach you to see if you uh, if you're willing to um, drive a car into a crazy clown to take revenge on this. <laughs> um, uh, pimp out my old uh, 2002 Hyundai accent. There you go, the silver bullet. <laughs> Um, yeah, for me, uh, part of that's maybe if I can harp on that also, um, the whole, the, the story being like, uh, essentially a game show Mm. in in some kind of way. Like it's some, it's a drum that's been hit so many times, um, of way of, of a way to contextualize what is happening on screen. 
uh, and uh, it's it's certainly a take, but I, I think it kind of beckoned to be more, especially in this uh, the tone that they were going for. Yeah, yeah, it's like the the tournament uh, trope that's been used for everyone. It's like, ah, why are they fighting? Well, it's a tournament. There's money, right? It's just like <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't need to go any deeper than that. And I kind of feel yeah, it's that. Like, okay, if I lose in Mortal Kombat, do I go into a loser's bracket then? <laughs> like, <laughs> I go yeah. back to my job. <laughs> uh, for me, the worst part. Um, and it's something specific to the game is that radar missile feature. I don't know if you guys remember it, but like you shoot a missile and it goes straight up into the air and then like a radar bullseye thing pulls up and it goes, you can control that. And then when it's like on the bullseye on someone, you like launch your missile or it crashes back on it. And if you do it just right, you can like do crazy damage. And I remember when this game came out, they would talk about how revolutionary that feature was and how it rewards excellent players and all this other crap. And I hated that feature because I sucked so bad at that game that I could never get it to work right. It, it, I never got the timing down. That was the biggest source of my frustration. And I think like there were certain enemies that you could only destroy with that or something like that, if I'm remembering correctly, um, which made my life really, really impossible. Kind of tied to the difficulty, but more so just that specific radar missile thing. I I hated it. And... Um, the other thing that I think was the worst part is kind of the brownness of it all. We kind of talked on it earlier. Um, so like all the Dreamcast games that I had or the majority of Dreamcast games are like bright and colorful, right? You think of of Crazy Taxi, you think of uh, Fantasy Star Online, of Jet Grind Radio, of uh, even like the Sonic Adventures. And then when you move to the PS2, you have like, Metal, Twisted Metal Black and Metal Gear Solid 2 and all of these kind of like dark washed out games. Um, and I think Twisted Metal Black was was the, the beginning of that for the PS2. Um, and even though I did like the weather effects and stuff like that, I kind of didn't like that. Or maybe it's like my TV was positioned in a weird angle that I would get a lot of sunlight on it. And there were times when I couldn't see. And it's just like what, what's happening here uh, so like i had to like, like even on <laughs> yeah, like, I, I remember at some points i like had to stand in front of the screen so that like my shadow would block it and i could really see what was going on or something like that but i remember that like and i really i really didn't like the, the... it's paint painted black bro <laughs> all the way you wouldn't understand <laughs> you're like oh shit my tv was off <laughs> I'm cursing a sweet tooth and uh, I just forgot to plug in my TV. Uh, <laughs> this kind of leads into the third question, which is how did this game age and what parts of it aged the best and the worst aside from the graphics? Um, what do you think, Adrian? Um, I, I'm a little bit, bit mixed on it. Like, mm. uh, I think it aged relatively poorly um, mm. uh, from the aesthetic. Like everybody then started the age of... Uh, brown games <laughs> um and the the hard and that's not tone. and you're not talking about latinos in gaming right <laughs> no 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 like just aesthetically um but and the the tone i i just think it's now aged poorly because now it's very edgelord mm, yeah um and the the creator himself um has been very outspoken one at the dawn of podcasts of gaming podcasts uh, around uh, like 2006, seven and eight, he was very outspoken, and uh, that kind of also put a 
a bad taste in my mouth of kind of knowing the person's politics and all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of like put a, a tinge to it. Yeah. Um, and, but that might be uh, uh, subjective. It, it's all subjective, but it's definitely uh, a bias of mine. Yeah, I seem to remember that I used to follow David Jaffe on Twitter. And it might have been because of that that I unfollowed him. Um, but it's... Was, was he at the Capitol this week? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. uh, but it, I, I, he seems like he's mellowed out of it. Maybe it's age. Um, or maybe it's just, like I said, my only other experience with him has been watching him play Ace Combat 7 for two hours. And uh, that was fine. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Jay? How do you think this game aged? Um, yeah, I kind of, I actually kind of agree with Adrian. Um, which is, it's, it's funny, you know, playing these games again, you know, after all these years, um, you kind of, you, you look back at them with, uh, with like rose, what do they say, rose-colored lenses or something? Yeah. Um, and I remember I loved this game so much, and it was just like, it, it, I, I, to the point where I was like, I think this was my favorite PS2. I mean, uh, yeah, my PS2 game. And um, and then I played it again, and I'm like, huh, this was my favorite game. <laughs> um, and part of it, I think, was um, what you mentioned, actually, Rod, uh, the color scheme mm. and the the mood, like you know, all the the browns and and grays uh, and that kind of darkness, uh, which is the point of the game, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think that aged well. Uh, for me and maybe even in general um and you know like i said at the time i was like you know like a young teen you know so you're kind of in that angsty kind of like yeah fuck the mm -hmm. world kind of thing <laughs> um and and i loved silent hill you know that was that was like one of my all all-time favorite games and it was yeah. in that in that kind of like spirit in that in that style yeah um so it just it hit a it hit a chord for me at the time but you know nowadays um you know, it's like we've we've reverted back to like the like more colorful, cartoony, vibrant kind of games, mm. and like I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of more used to that, and um, like I actually kind of more of what like Twisted Metal Two looked like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I think that part of that aspect of the game actually aged poorly, and and maybe because uh, you know, in in, in today's coronavirus trump world like you know we don't need more bleakness in our lives you know so uh maybe for me that's why it it um it kind of aged poorly for me yeah yeah for me i th i think the the genre overall didn't age well um because i think i think car combat was a genre born of the limitations of the era i think mm. it's i think it's people wanted to make cool car games but they didn't the consoles or the technology didn't really have the ability to make speed feel good or make it feel fast enough. So it's like, these are all based on, on, on games that we would play with like our toy cars. Right. And the most fun car game is always like the hot wheels track, right. And racing your cars, but not everyone has that. And the second most fun game is slamming the cars into each other. So I feel like car combat games were that it's just, it's just like, we want to play the fast game, but the PlayStation can't handle it or the N64 can't handle it. So let's just play the the one where you fight each other, where you slam into each other. And then as soon as technology caught up and we were able to make speed feel good enough 
car combat kind of dies down, right? It's it's interesting that in this generation is also where like Crazy Taxi came out, which feels fast, and Burnout came out, which also mm -hmm. feels fast. And after that, it's just like car combat kind of kind of fell away because kind of like Adrian touched on it earlier, um, fighting in a car gives you way less movement than fighting as like a person with like a jetpack or whatever, right? And so I think as soon as as you can make a car feel fast, you don't need to make it slam into the other one. Or you can do both, which is what Burnout did, but it doesn't have to be the focus of the game. Um, and which is why I, I don't think we saw any more car combat games. I really think it was a genre born of the limitations of mm -hmm. the era. And that's why Black was like the peak of it, uh, if I can say that. You know, like that that's interesting you mentioned that because um, that was one of the things I actually thought aged well about mm. the game was its speed. Yeah. Like when I put it in again, I was like, damn, this thing is actually really fast. You know, the, <laughs> the cars move around really quickly. And uh, even your player car, it feels like you're moving around really, really quick. Yeah. Um, to the point where I was like kind of getting used to the controls and I actually started getting a little motion sickness. Yeah. Um, because of how, how quick the, the, the camera kind of jerks left to right. Yeah. Um, so so yeah that that's that's uh interesting that you that you bring up that uh you know what was once a limitation of of the system which created the genre uh, now we've broken through that barrier and you know we we get twisted metal black and uh in in a sense maybe maybe kind of even kills kills the genre i i think that's a fair assessment because i think people were like Oh, it's much funner to go fast. Let's just go as fast as we can, right? Um, and they, they kind of saw that. I think like a lot of people felt that felt that interest. I mean, like no one talks about the fact that you uh, sweet tooth could turn into like a robot, right? Because it's just like, no, I don't want to turn into a robot. I want to go fast. <laughs> I don't know if that if that's like minimizing it's taking the it. wrong lessons out of what we want out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I kind of thought the robot was badass to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the robot was cool, but it's not as cool as uh, getting motion sickness from a drift. Or something. <laughs> um, and uh, I oh. guess, oh, go for it. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, I don't know if you're going to move on to the next uh, question, Rob, but um, just one last thing about uh, it, it's aging. Mm. Um, I have to give a shout out to the cover of Twisted Metal Black. Oh, yeah. I think that aged really well. Uh, you know, just it, it's such a such a such a badass cover art uh for the game um with sweet tooth which arguably is the, the the most coolest hardcore looking sweet tooth of the of the whole franchise yeah um, i would I so would, i think that aged well i would rank i'm looking at the cover arts now of all the franchise and i think yeah i would say so there's twisted metal one has the van with um like i mean the ice cream truck with the flaming head Twisted Metal 2 has Axel, which is the man that is a literal axle between two wheels, right? Uh, Twisted Metal 3 and 4 have the clown heads, and those are bad. Uh, Twisted Metal Black has the half uh, sweet tooth face or needles cane. Uh, Twisted Metal on the PS3 is bad. And, ooh, there's a Twisted Metal Black online for the PS2 that has uh, needles like in a pensive thinking man pose on the bumper <laughs> of uh, Sweet Tooth. I would say, yeah, Twisted Metal Black probably has the best cover of the whole. Maybe Twisted Metal 2 competes with it, but it's a whole different yeah. vibe. 
that's more comic-y and cartoony than than twisted metal black right but yeah but looking at my other like ps2 titles also you know i'm like wow this is such a this is a this is a cover that like you know like those heavy metal album covers you know where they (laughs) they put some thought into making sure that it it looks it looks pretty hardcore i i don't like the font though on the cover which is that didn't age well splatter paint or whatever splatter paint slash script serif font um so yeah i guess that kind of leads into our fourth question um what is the legacy of this game in not just in gaming but in culture at large and i think we kind of touched through about it um throughout but uh what do you think jake what's the what do you think is the legacy of this game um yeah like you mentioned dude it's the it's kind of the last car combat game um you know, after this game, the the genre just died, um, and it, it's so weird to think that it happened because, um, you know, it looks like it has all the all the ingredients to to thrive. You know, it's it's cars, which everyone loves cars, and uh, um, especially guys. You know, guys are really into cars, and it's destruction, <laughs> uh, kind of like Adrian's mentioning. It's like Quake, Quake on yeah. wheels, and and you know, everyone loves first person shooters, deathmatch stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just weird that uh, after this game, and there was a few car combat games, but literally, like, I even Googled it, you know, like, car combat on, on PS3, PS4, and nothing really pops up. You know, there's a couple of games that are like it, mm. uh, but even then, the the, the genre, it, it, it kind of doesn't exist anymore. Um, mm. I, I, I kind of, I, I liken it to, like, uh, like rock music. Mm. Remember how, like, in high school middle school rock music was on the radio yes and then at some point it just turned off (laughs) and it's like it doesn't exist anymore like is there any rock music is there people like that have like you know is there any famous like rock bands really uh it's just it's just weird that it it, all of a sudden it seems like from one day to the next it was gone i can think of i can think of one famous new rock band when you were talking about that. Yeah, Creed. <laughs> it's the fellows by the name Rolling Stones. I don't know. <laughs> no. Actually featured in this game. Uh, but no, yeah, I I, uh, I do see it as like a sudden disappearing, right? Where it's just like, there used to be so many of these games and they had such a big cultural, is the word cachet, like around them. And then all of a sudden it's gone, which is very strange. Um, what do you think, Adrian? What do you think is the legacy of this game? Yeah, it's definitely um, kind of kickstarted the 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 two thousand and early aughts uh, aesthetic of dark and brooding for no reason. Mm. Um, but also, like, I think it on, on top of being like the swan song for car shooters, uh, for car combat games, it's also if you like boil it down to its like bones. Um, it carries forth uh, the does like the design edict of like a character-based shooter, mm. where if like in Unreal or Quake or like the verbs are always shooting, jumping are the same for everybody, mm. but in character-based shooters, each character that you play has its unique ability. Mm. So like that's from Apex Legends to Overwatch. Yeah, like. Uh, where you have universal verbs of shooting and and, and shoot, shooting and jumping, but each of them have uh, something unique, and that I think is something that um, 
the torch was kept alive with Twisted Metal Black. Um, and just looking around, I think it kind of like may have been one of the birthing zones for that could have been like Team Fortress. Mm. Uh, and that was 99. Um, so it it tried to introduce these mechanics into like teenager brains <laughs> and it it kind of um, kept it alive a little bit. Yeah. That's really interesting. Like the link from Overwatch to Twisted Metal Black does exist if you if you look at it that way, which um, yeah, I could I I hadn't really thought about that until now, but I can definitely see it. And like uh, Dota and yeah. like League of Legends, like where the verbs, where the action is ostensibly the same, but mm. each character has a unique thing that it can do, yeah. a unique thing that it can bring to uh, the play space. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, I, I think for me, the, the legacy of it isn't so much in games, maybe because I stopped thinking about its influence, um, in culture, I remember that this car game being M rated was a big deal. And I, I think around this time is when like video game violence really kind of started taking up, uh, its place as, uh, because 2001 also saw the release of Grand Theft Auto three, which was a big deal. So like around this time, like people were like, look at this game, it's M-rated. And I think at the time, all of us were under 17, right? When this came out, and yeah. yet we all played it, which is just like something something that I think is pretty funny because we weren't technically supposed to, or at least not buy it. Because um, we were such bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think, I, I think it was, uh, that's what upped the cool factor of the PS2. I think this game was foundational in the PS2 being one of the cool consoles. Um, because there was really a division. There was the cool consoles, at least in, in, in America. The cool consoles were the PS2 and the Xbox. And the non-cool console was the GameCube. And then the Dreamcast. But the Dreamcast stopped being relevant like two years in, right? Two years into the, quote, console wars. Um, and I think Twisted Metal Black being an M-rated car game, it's just like PS2 guys could be like, even our car games are cooler than your car <laughs> games, right? It's just, um, I, I feel like that is uh, the biggest legacy of this game that um that the ps2 is cool because the ps2 has a violent car game and the gamecube doesn't and neither does the xbox but the xbox has halo so it's fine right <laughs> so, um mm-hmm. that's kind of how how i remember it in the discussion and what i think about it in terms of like culturally it, it was that edgy dark cool edgelord attraction game for the ps2 that the other consoles didn't have um, which leads us to our fifth question. Is this the peak of any, anything, of any studios, generation, genre? Uh, what do you think, Jacob? Um, at first, I had thought that it was the the peak of the, the Twisted Metal franchise. Mm. Um, but playing it through it again and looking through, I guess, the, like the, the 20, 21 eyes, um, <laughs> I actually don't feel that way anymore, which is surprising because, like I said, I I I, I really really loved this game growing up, mm. uh, but now it just doesn't hit the same marks with me. Um, and then as I was doing research, um, I, I you know I started watching some old clips of Twisted Metal Two actually, yeah, and that act, to me felt like wow, th- this was really what I what I liked about Twisted Metal. It was. Uh, once again, kind of more the aesthetics of today, right? It was it was more cartoony and more colorful and bright, and yeah. Um, 
but um, and you could destroy just, the Eiffel just, Tower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, like the level design was really cool. Um, and yeah, so um, yeah, I don't. I, I I'm surprised to say that I'm kind of changing my mind on on it being uh, uh, the peak of of the Twisted Metal franchise. Mm. Uh, but I guess arguably it might be considered um, maybe the peak of um, of just the car combat genre. Yeah, you know, it kind of reached the what you know what the car combat genre as, as what it what it is. It, it kind of reached the the peak of what what it was capable of. Yeah, what do you think, Adrian? Um, it, I think it's hard to say. Uh, but going back to like the actual creator himself, this I think might be his peak. Mm. Um, in the sense that, uh, he created God of War. Yeah. directed the first God of War, but he didn't do God of War 2, which I think was uh, perhaps that and the new God of War is probably like the the best ones. And he had n- no input on those whatsoever. Um, so of, of the David Jaffe games, I think this one might be, uh, it, it squeaks out uh, ahead of uh, the first God of War. Mm. Um, but I think think in terms of peaks that's about it yeah so david jaffe has a director credit on god of war 2 i don't know how involved he really was i know for sure he created god of war and like was heavy hands-on on the first one um but just his name being on god of war 2 is why i assigned god of war 2 as his peak <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how involved he was because yeah i do agree with you that god of war 2 is a way better game than twisted metal black I don't know how that credit came about because it's it's primarily Corey Borlaug, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's it's him, and he's still leading it to this day. Um, and it's definitely not peak incognito because I don't know if you guys remember this game. It's called War of the Monsters. Oh um, yeah, yeah. War of the Monsters was like a kaiju fighting game. It was like you could be a giant uh, monster in the middle of the city, and there was all types. There was like a, a king kong guy there was a robot there was a giant bug and uh you would fight and destroy the city around you and stuff like that so th- that game was really good and that's my favorite game from this studio i wanted to talk about it in this season of 128 bits and nobody else voted for it um <laughs> but yeah maybe in the future season we'll talk about it um but i i agree that it's the peak of car combat games merely in the fact that i don't think any other game of the genre had as much invested in it, both in terms of like money and in terms of attention from a publisher, especially a first party publisher, right? Like Sony really wanted this thing to be a hit. Sony really advertised this thing. Sony really got it into video game magazines. Uh, There was a bunch of features on it. They made like the return of Twisted Metal, all these things. Um, And in that way i i don't think car combat will ever reach the height has ever reached those heights since um but war of the monsters was a better game and hopefully we talk about it (laughs) (laughs) and that leads to our last question which is how would this game or a version of this game work or look like in 2021 what do you think adrian um that's a i've been puzzling over this for a while i'm not quite too sure I don't know if it would be even the same camera style that we would have. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, how would a indie darling developer remake this? I don't, the, the aesthetic is definitely not on there. <laughs> like, 
it might be completely different um in terms of its art style also yeah yeah for sure i when i think about it um if we're gonna follow the edgelord aesthetic of it right instead of it being like high school bullies it has to be like QAnon trans woman level character like that. Like that's one of the characters, right? Or 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 like a vax denier or something like that. Which I don't think is pleasant to maybe it wasn't pleasant to people of our age back in 2001 to watch these characters, right? Um but I agree with you that like the 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 edgelord aesthetic in 2021 probably wouldn't be good. Um and I was thinking maybe the camera would be more like something like Rocket League does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Rocket League has the benefit of having like a center point of attention, which is the ball, right? So you can kind of focus your camera around that. Right. Um, but it, yeah, I was thinking about it. It it needs to be fast. It needs to feature huge environments and the environments have to be completely destructible. But um, it's still be an arena. Yeah, but it still has to be in an arena, which is... It's kind of confusing to think about. Um, there is a car combat game coming out called Destruction All-Stars, but I don't think it's going to look anything like that. I don't think a Twisted Metal Black would look like Destruction All-Stars. Um, but yeah, Jake, what, what do you think? Have you? What do you think a game like Twisted Metal Black would look like in 2021? Yeah, I would get, like you guys said, get rid of the, the dark aesthetic, to be honest. Uh, so I don't know if it would be considered a a version of Twisted Metal Black or just the kind of, once again, a rebirth of the Twisted Metal franchise. Mm. I, I would go more with the aesthetic of today, you know, make it uh, much more colorful, uh, maybe, even a, maybe even a little more cartoony. Um, so like kind of in the spirit of Twisted Metal 2, actually, and like more of the, a revamp of that. Um, and then... Um, and yeah, I would focus once again on, uh, you know, like the the the, the fact that the, the vehicles are unique, the characters are interesting, um, uh, to create like a, a good balance between them, and um, you know, people love modding up, modding out their their characters. So I think you could do a lot of cool stuff with that in the cars, um, and then uh, and then focus a lot on the environments, like make the environments very interactive. Like, I don't know if you guys ever um, saw those, like, uh, robot wars or they were, like, what was it called? Uh, they were, like, you, you, people would build little robots and they would fight them in, like, a little arena. Oh. Yeah, battle bots. Yeah, yeah battle bots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, as I, if I recall correctly, was on Comedy Central for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It's on now, uh, dude, on Discovery. Yeah. Or, yeah, or something. Well, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, I, I I really like that aspect of the of the show where you know like these chain like uh, saws would come out of the ground or like these levers would launch them, and I remember Twisted Metal two and even Black was like that. But I remember Twisted Metal two uh, had a lot of cool features, you know, like uh, you know knocking people off buildings or uh, uh, you know like hitting icebergs and turning into ice. And mm. um, I feel like you could do some nowadays with with some really awesome graphics and. Uh, create some really really cool interactive levels uh, where you know you had to worry about the cars, your enemies, but you had to worry just as much about all the environmental dangers. Um, mm -hmm. I think I think a game like that would, you know, could potentially have like a, a, a really really kind of big following, and uh, a lot of people would like it. 
Knowing now and their design like uh, decisions, it'd be an open world RPG. <laughs> you you got to level up your machine gun and uh, <laughs> and and uh, find your way, like kind of like a, a shadow of Mordor kind of a thing. Like yeah. you have this pyramid scheme of of bad guys. You have to work your way up to 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 find Calypso. <laughs> it's always weird though because I. I never really cared for the characters. I cared more for the cars, right? Um, so I, I don't like having to like. I wouldn't. I, I like the cars more so than the characters. So I think the only way a twenty twenty one twisted metal works is if it's the cars are the central character and the universe is set in Pixar's Cars universe, and they are just killing. It. It's like gladiator <laughs> combat. For uh, slave cars in Pixar's Cars universe, <laughs> that is the only way we can achieve a similar tone. <laughs> but I don't know. I I don't honestly. I don't think car combat works anymore. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just not creative enough. Because if you would have told me that a game like Fall Guys was going to be popular, which is just going from point A to point B and falling down, I I, I wouldn't have agreed with that. But maybe there is a way but for car combat to come back. But it's about aesthetic. Like yeah. I think Fall Guys works because of its like Nintendo adjacent uh, aesthetic. Yeah. Of I look at my little bean man. Yeah. Look at my bean dad falling <laughs> yeah. off. Yes, that is true. <laughs> mine had a uh, mine had chicken feet, which I always thought was funny. But uh... yeah, it's it's interesting, right? Because I'm like, I actually think that the car combat, like I, once again, I don't understand why it just died. Mm. And I actually do think it would be really popular again. Like I, f I feel if it was, uh, if you know, with a couple of the right games, uh, it can it can revive again. And and I think it's a genre that could totally fit in with the online world that we have now, um, and uh, just the the types of games people like playing. Um, you know what I, you know what I think. I don't think car combat necessarily died well it died but it morphed into mario kart double dash and mario kart because mario kart has the speed has the fighting aspect of it it's just you don't try to destroy each other you just try to impede each other from reaching the finish line before um you know what i mean like it's like yeah. it, it combines that aspect of going fast with the aspect of trying to like hit the other car it just doesn't have guns it has shells and oil slicks and bananas and well maybe a big old bullet but but nothing <laughs> else so I, I think once cart gaming or, or or consoles were powerful enough to give us that speed it's just like well we can just do every car destruction thing we need in in mario kart um mm -hmm. so maybe twisted maybe 2021 twisted metal is like that scene in mad max fury road where they're just trying to get to the final right to, to like yeah. across the desert into that storm and there's a chasing side and a side that's trying to get away. I think open that open world, bro. open world, bro. There like you go. That's that, that's what you're describing. <laughs> that, I gotta get a bullet. I, I, I need to get a bullet town to kill Sweet Tooth. <laughs> that could uh, actually I, that could work. <laughs> I don't know, Rod. I mean, for me, it's it's all about destroying the other car. Like uh, now, mm. as a car driver, uh, like on our side of town, <laughs> there's like many a time where I'm like, man, if only I had a missile. <laughs> apparatus on my car right now just see that dude that cut me off <laughs> so i think I, yeah i think we reached a good spot for uh for car combat in the future and as always every idea here is trademarked uh dm 
TM the irrelevant <laughs> intellectual property. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Um, do you guys have any any closing thoughts on Twisted Metal Black or any anything that came up while we were talking that you wanna you wanna bring up? I'm good. Um, I guess. Oh, for me, it was it was a uh, like I said, it, it was a bit of a, a a weird moment to to play the game again because I I just like I said, I remember I loved the game so much. Uh, you know, growing up and and mm. to me it was like the PlayStation 2 game, you know? Mm. Um, and playing through it again, I'm like, it's not really as good as I remember it. <laughs> and uh, that, that was kind of a little, it was a little weird to kind of uh, experience that. Yeah, but, yeah uh, totally. It's it's the Jinko jeans I... of, of PS2 <laughs> games. <laughs> oh, man. I always wanted Jinkos and I never got them. Um, you know, <laughs> there was this one guy in, in high school. He was in band. And I remember... This is this is legitimately the reason why I thought I wanted Jinko jeans is that he brought a PlayStation One to school and he just put it in his pocket, like not the little PlayStation <laughs> One, the big gray one, the original one, and it just fit in his pocket. And I'm like, that is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is the final evolution of jeans. <laughs> fit a PlayStation in there. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, don't make technology smaller. Make the pants bigger. <laughs> there you go. That's that's where we gotta go. Uh, well, all right, um, Adrian and Jacob, thank you so much for uh, for joining me and talking about Twisted Metal Black. And thank you guys for listening. Um, if you like the show, share it with a friend. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys next time. This is the Irrelevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.